0: Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work.
1: The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista,
0: the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co, And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com.
1: In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're gonna share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, Ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design.
0: Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. So, a lot of designers seem to focus pretty heavily on getting new clients when things are quiet. And actually, now that I'm saying that out loud, I think a lot of business owners are like that.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Maybe it's because that's where like we see the big money come in right away is like the newer clients or people don't have strategies in place to, you know, reverse that.
0: Yeah, I'm not really sure why that is, but I think a lot of people focus on just getting new clients. And the problem with that is that it actually takes a lot more work to book new clients because you're having to continue to build trust with new people. Prove to them that you're an expert, prove to them that you're worth your prices, and kind of get them to sign on the dotted line. So it's so much more work than just generating more work from your previous clients. So instead of just spending so much time and effort trying to constantly find new clients in a ton of different ways. I really wanted us to talk a little bit about how you can keep your existing clients coming back for more every single time they need some work to kind of make things easier on you. I am
1: excited about this one. I actually had a past client um, reach out today. And in my mind, I thought literally like how much easier it is to get a project going with a past client. Like you don't have to worry about all the onboarding stuff. You don't have to necessarily worry about a consult call. I'm for retainer clients. You don't even have to worry about contracts. They're just there every month. You know, it is so much easier when you can have past clients coming in, whether they're on retainer or not. So I'm really excited to hear what you have to say today.
0: Yeah, definitely. The other thing is that, you know, I feel like the pricing thing is huge. You don't have to justify your prices. They've already paid you for one project. So they know how much you charge. They know you're worth it. So they're willing to pay. So it's really easy. It's just like, do you want the work or don't you? Yeah, there you go. (laughs) That is such a good
1: point. You don't have to worry about like big complicated proposals. Maybe some people do. But I'm like, here's how much it is. Does this sound good? Yep. Okay, here we go. Like, it is awesome.
0: (laughs) Yep. So let's go on ahead and just kind of dive in Um, Since we kind of are already talking a little bit about everything and my first tip to keep your clients coming back for more would just be to create a really great client experience during the first project that you have with them. So I say this because the first time you work with someone is pretty much the only chance that you get to wow them. So if you are really disorganized or you're late on sending things to them, your client is not going to enjoy that and they're going to be less likely to return because they're going to expect that the next project is going to go the same way. So I recommend that you take a week in between projects or maybe while work is slow to do a process audit. So go through your entire client process, start to finish, to see what you can make better so you can improve that client experience for all of your future clients. So... Also, I want to point out here that this doesn't necessarily mean you're inexperienced or a crummy designer if you have things that you need to make better. It's actually what everyone should do pretty regularly to make sure that they're staying on top of their overall process and really are delivering the best experience that they can to their clients. So as of recording this, I actually just signed up for a course that I'm hoping will help me do exactly that. And I have been designing brands and websites for five years. So obviously, I'm not inexperienced. I get clients pretty regularly. So it doesn't mean that I am a terrible designer either. It just means that, hey, this is my chance to kind of take things up a notch,
1: yeah, I really love this point about doing a process audit, and it might come like really naturally when things go wrong to like take a step back and see what you could improve but it's also important when a project goes smoothly like note what made it go that way look at it and see what you could do to make it even better in different areas whether it is you know making a certain step go go more smoothly or make your client more excited at the end of the project or go above and beyond in an extra way like we've talked about before Um, it's just as important when projects go well as it is when they don't
0: Yeah, not only that, but I think if you can take the time to improve your client experience, especially through your process, it gives you you know, this extra boost to raise your prices. So if you just made a huge shift in your process, so it's even more enjoyable for your clients, then why not raise your rates a little bit at the same time? So you can say, Hey, I'm doing all these really amazing things for you. So now it's worth a little bit more to work with me. Mm -hmm. I love that. And aside from just doing a process audit, you can also just challenge yourself to get your behind the scenes more organized. And what I mean by that is maybe consider a client management tool like Dubsado that will help you get your onboarding process more organized or just use a project management tool like Asana or even Trello, depending on what you like, to make sure that your overall process with your clients is pretty organized.
1: Yeah, those things are so important to a good process. Like if you're doing everything through email still, like it needs to stop. Do something free like Asana. You don't necessarily have to do something paid like Dubsado if you can, that's great. But it is so much more professional looking and like smooth overall on the client side when you're using these kinds of things. And it's not necessarily easy to set up. You probably want to allow yourself a day or two to get things like that set up, ready to go and totally smooth. But it is definitely worth that extra work just for how much more professional you'll look from your client standpoint.
0: Oh, I absolutely agree because just think about it. If you are doing everything out of email, not that many people are doing it that way anymore. And not only that, but... A design project like branding or websites, that's a huge thing to be sending emails back and forth about. Lots of questions, you know, uh, presenting your work, all of that kind of stuff. Email is just not necessarily the greatest place to do that anymore. So definitely take time to think about how other tools can really help you just make that client experience so much better. Yeah. So my next way that you can keep your clients coming back for more would be to actually listen to what they want and then over deliver on that. And I say actually listen to them because just think about it. Have you ever been talking to someone and you're maybe ranting about something or you're asking for advice and they start responding to what you just said and it's like they didn't hear a single word you just said or maybe they're just sitting there not really saying anything even though you just asked them a question which is sometimes what happens when i'm talking to my husband after he gets (laughs) home from work to be honest so it's like they weren't listening to what you said to them and it's so frustrating Sometimes people actually do this to their clients as well, whether it's because they want their client to want something completely different, a different project or different revisions, or they just think the client should have something different for the designer's own reasons. And I'm sorry, but that's selfish and it doesn't make your client experience very awesome for your actual client. So a few things you can do, just instead of skimming over, you know, their emails, their questionnaire responses, and giving them the minimum amount that you can, either be in responses or in the actual work you're doing, actually pay attention to them. So take your own notes separate from their questionnaire responses, really pull things out and prove to them that you hear what they want and about their brand or their websites. You can really help them. And then also over-deliver where you can by making your client experience amazing. So we just talked about that a little bit, but then you can go above and beyond, kind of like what we talked about in episode four by throwing in some extra things. So if you did branding for a client, you could throw in Blog post or social media graphics for free to really over deliver and make them even happier with you than they would have been if they just got the branding.
1: Yeah, and if you are like really listening and reading through what they say really closely, you'll know exactly what to include in that little extra freebie you throw in, or you'll know what kind of gift to send at the end. Like just through little things you can pick out if you're actually reading and listening closely on calls and not just like skimming through. And something else I thought of, right when you started talking about listening to them, a lot of clients are gonna mention like, hey, I wanna do this right now. In the future, I think I wanna do this kind of thing, but let's just focus on this. Okay, remember that, write that down. So you have that in the future for when you're following up with them or if they come back to you, you can be like, oh, hey, I remember you mentioned this back then. I think this would be great for you. It would help you do this. Do you want to throw that in as well? And like, if you're not listening, like, I mean, it's tempting. It's tempting to just like skim through something and take as little time as possible. I know I've been guilty of it, but when you take the time to listen, you do so much better for both
0: yourself and especially your client i think that is an amazing point if you can really pay attention especially when they're mentioning their future goals and things like that, because that's something that you should ask your clients so you can kind of help them be prepared with the project that you're doing right now. That's another way to help potentially bring some money in when you don't have anything. So if things are kind of getting slow and you worked with a client six months ago, follow up with them and be like, Hey, how did that project go? Do you need help with it? If you haven't completed it yet, like, I would be happy to help you. So definitely listen to them. And yeah, I'm guilty too of just skimming sometimes. It it is easy to do, Mm -hmm. but most of the time that's always gonna come back and bite you in the butt because if you didn't pay attention to an email or a response in the questionnaire, your client is likely going to have to remind you that they have already mentioned this once, which is really just awkward and not fun. (laughs) you started your own design business yay the creative side of your business the side where you get to spend your days designing rocks but everything else not so much Maybe your days are starting to run you and you found yourself not doing nearly as much design work as you'd like to be. Instead, you're trying to stay afloat under an ever-growing to-do list of invoicing, sending contracts, staying organized, scheduling projects, and so much more. You're making money, but you know, if you could just get your business more organized and create a better client experience, then it'll be easier to raise your rates and make running your own design business more enjoyable for you. If you're ready to ditch all of that overwhelm and get back to loving what you do and even looking forward to getting to work in the morning, head to getbacktodesign.co slash coaching and learn about how we can work together one-on-one to streamline and grow your business so you can get back to design. So following up, we were just talking about that, but that's my next tip for you is just to make sure that you follow up with your clients consistently, even after the project is over. And I think this is where most designers go wrong in getting their clients to come back to them. I actually am really, really bad at this myself. So it's not necessarily that your clients forget about you. If they had a really good experience, then they are going to remember that. However, sometimes they just don't think to ask you for one reason or another, Or they just get too busy to reach out and see if you can do certain things for them like website maintenance or, you know, social media graphics, their business cards, things like that. So I recommend that you create a plan for following up regularly after the project is over. And Aaron Flynn talked about this in episode 14, but I kind of recommend that you follow up a month three months, six months, and then maybe a year after the project is over to just kind of see how they're doing, check in, let them know that you are still there and happy to help. And I can almost guarantee you that probably at the three and six month mark, they might be like, I am so happy you followed up with me because here's all this stuff I actually need you to do.
1: Yeah. I've had that happen before and it's wonderful, but like remembering is the problem. I'm interested to hear how you kind of remember to do this, but I actually have two projects for my Asana templates, like four client projects, one I call like internal. So it's just me. I have an Asana project for just me for each of my clients and then I have one for them too. And in that is where I set like those reminders. So one month out follow up, I think I do, what do I do? One month, three months. I actually think I do the exact schedule you said, one, three, six, and then a year. And then oh, I just have those awesome. the Asana reminders. And then after that, I kind of update it if I need to or, you know, close a project. But usually if, you know, if I've gotten a good response, I'll set extra reminders in that project. It's handy to remember because otherwise I wouldn't stand a chance.
0: Yeah, no, that's the problem I have is I don't do really well following up with it because... Most of the time, I'm just relying on myself to remember to actually follow up with them. A couple times, I've used um, Boomerang to kind of schedule out an email where it's just like following up with them in a month, but the further along follow-ups, I'm terrible at. So I am even going to have homework after this episode with you guys. And one thing that I think you can do to automate this, which you kind of have to be careful, but if you do need to automate it because you're like us and you have horrible memories, (laughs) then you can create a special email list and add them to a sequence where you're sending those follow-up emails out every so often. Now, like I said, this is a great idea if you're super forgetful. But number one, you still have to remember to actually add them to the email list to make sure they get added to the sequence. And number two, because I have taught about email lists before, I really want to point out that if you're adding them to this email list, you cannot... Also add them to your regular email list because that is illegal. (laughs) So make sure that you are only adding them to a list where they are going to get these follow-up emails where you're actually checking in with them and it's not your regular weekly or bi-weekly email list. Yeah, good
1: point about uh, adding them to your sequence. I've had a couple people do that to me, actually. I'm like, what
0: is your deal? Like, no thanks. So yeah, don't do that. (laughs) Yeah, no. And so I was just going to ask you, did your designer actually follow up with you after the project was over?
1: Uh, I have not heard a word from her since
0: uh, the website launched, honestly. So, (laughs) nope, she did not. (laughs) So then my other question would be, would you have hired her for more work? Like, if she would have followed up with you six months after your site launched, would you have been like, oh, by the way, I actually could also have you do these other things?
1: If I wouldn't have gotten closer to you in that time, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Because I'm thinking back to all the things I've had you do for me. She would have been the one to do all those things, but... Mm -hmm. I don't even, honestly, I don't know what I would have done if I didn't know you. I would have found someone else because I wouldn't have felt like reaching out to her. I felt like I was bothering her. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's something to keep in mind. If you don't tell your clients to reach out when they need something, they're going to feel like they're bothering you. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and not only that, but we have talked about this also in another episode. I cannot remember which one, but sometimes your clients need things like the post graphics or like business cards or things like that, and they don't realize that you do them mm-hmm. if you don't mention it in some sort of follow-up or offboarding process that you have. So if you don't mention that and you don't follow up with them, then you're definitely losing out on extra money because they for sure are going to go hire someone else to do those things for them. Yeah, definitely. So my last tip for you would just be to thank your clients for working with you. This is so, so basic, but a thank you goes a long way. Now, you can do this super easily, Write an email. This can literally be at the end of your project when you're delivering files or wrapping up your support period. You can even have a canned response so you don't have to think about nice things to say, though I can't imagine anyone would need that. That really just (laughs) thanks your client for trusting you with their project. Because remember, your client could have hired anyone To do the project that you just did for them. So they really trusted you. And you know. Believed in the work that you do. To actually pay you to do it. So just take an extra second. And thank them for that. You can take it a step further. If you want to do something. Other than just like a boring old email. And write them a thank you note. Or like Krista does. You could actually send them gifts. Um, This really just shows that you go above and beyond for your clients, which again, we also talked about in episode four. And I think that's a great idea. I don't personally send gifts, but I love the idea of at least sending a handwritten note that says, thank you for trusting me with this project.
1: Yeah. And I actually had something happen this morning that proves that this simple thank you that seems so basic is helpful. I sent at the end of my two week support period, I send, you know, you know, our support period's done. Thank you so much for working together. loved working with you, blah, blah, blah. So I did that last Friday for someone. And she responded this morning, thanking me for all my hard work, how much she loved working with me and said, I definitely plan to reach out to you again soon to, you know, add a couple more things I've been thinking of. So just the fact that I like reached out and said thank you made her feel comfortable enough to tell me she has more stuff coming and then that's, you know, a reminder for me to really follow up with her, you know, in a month or two and be like, hey, I'm ready for those things. I have time for you if, you know, if you're ready for them. And I wouldn't have known that if I wouldn't have sent a simple thank you. So don't skip that.
0: Well, and not only that, but I love that it encouraged her to respond to you and thank mm-hmm. you for what you did, because that always makes you feel even better. Yeah. You know, when your client acknowledges the hard work you've put in on their project and they're they're thanking you, you're like, yeah, I want to keep doing this for more clients. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> it is crazy how
0: much getting a thank you from a
1: client can just kind of boost your confidence a little on how the project ended. Definitely.
0: Definitely. So you don't have to write a super long letter or you don't have to write a letter at all, actually. And if you decide to send gifts, they don't have to be anything really expensive. But either way, taking just an extra moment to really thank your clients just makes them feel special and it will make them so much more likely to come back to you in the future, even if it's a year or two years down the line, because who does not like feeling special? And of course they're gonna wanna feel special again in the future. <laughs> yep, no kidding. So just to kind of wrap things up here, Remember that it takes less effort to get past clients to return and work with you again than it does to go out and keep finding more and more and more and more new clients. So it's just as important to focus on getting your past clients to want to come back to you as it is to spend a lot of time and money and just energy in general marketing yourself to new clients. And my action steps for you would be to take a look at your overall experience and just see if there's anything that you can improve so you can make sure you're delivering this stellar, really impressive client experience the first time around. Um, also make sure that you are following up consistently with your clients after the project is over. And don't worry, I'm adding this to my to-do list (laughs) this week. And then lastly, create thank you cards or add to the end of your project to at least send a thank you email to just, like I said, thank your clients for trusting you with their project. Thank you so much for listening.
1: For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at
0: getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available.
1: Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design.